we did it. We fucking did it. <laughs> we did it, people. Oh, I'm so fucking happy. I can't believe it. Oh, play Gloria, baby. Ah, Gloria. Manchi tu nell'aria. Manchi tu na mano. Boys, we did it. Don't you get it? We fucking did it. We captured João Pedro. We did it. Ah! <laughs> He's all ours for the Nations League. Cagliari's 32, 33-year-old. I don't fucking know how old he is. Player, Brazilian, striker. He's ours. That's where we're at, baby. He's ours for the Nations League. Oh, we may not be at the World Cup, but by God, we're going to go after that Nations League. Oh, and Roberto Mancini's still going to be at the helm. And Gabriele Gravina still going to be the president of the Fiji Chief. And Leonardo Bonucci's still going to be the fucking captain of the Italian national team. And he's still going to be getting capped for the next five years. He's not retiring. Cue the fucking clip from the Wolf of Wall Street. That's him in training the day after they lost to Macedonia. The day after we lost to Macedonia. The worst team in the Euro last year. To not qualify for the World Cup, Leonardo Bonucci was still there, baby, in training. So that he could be ready, primed and ready to fucking take on the mighty Turks in a friendly, in a third place playoff of the teams that didn't qualify for the World Cup. Leonardo Bonucci still there. Jordan Belfort. I'm not fucking leaving. That's him. Giorgio Chiellini still there. Why is a 38-year-old Giorgio Chiellini still wearing Italy colors? Man, what the fuck? I mean, I what's going on? What what the fuck? What what planet are we fucking living on, man? This is an episode of fucking Leyenne. Are we living in an episode of South Park? Are we living in an episode of South Park? What is going on? So Italy don't qualify for the World Cup for the second straight time. We're not going to be in a World Cup for at least 12 years. The next day, everyone finds out that apparently we're playing a fucking friendly against Turkey. They're in training. Talking about tactics. Giorgio Chiellini's still there. Wore the armband the other day. This, this is his swan song. I called this. Back in July, August, I was like, huh? He still hasn't announced his retirement. What's going on here? I mean, the guy can barely stay healthy for Juve. I'm even shocked that he's still getting called up for Italy. He's a legend. Let's not fucking get it twisted, okay? He cemented his legacy. He won the Euro with Italy. That's it. End it. Go out on top. He stuck around. I don't even know. Why am I focusing on Giorgio Chiellini right now? He's not even the issue. He's not even the fucking issue on his own. But I mean... Are we going to ignore... Are we going to ignore the state of things right now? Being as they are? That we're still sending him on. I get he's a legend. I get that we think that Italian defenders are built different. It's, it's a perfect metaphor, man. A perfect metaphor for the state of things right now is when Joao Pedro, donning number nine, came on in the 90 some minute. Giorgio Chiellini came on in the 90 some minute. Did they come on together? Am I fucking mistaken? I don't fucking remember, dude. It was such a fucking blur. It was a week ago now. But, Matt, like, is that the state of things? Is that where we're at right now? That we're calling up Brazilians because we don't have enough talent in Italy, that we're keeping 38-year-olds around. And fucking, I don't give a shit if a talented Brazilian guy who wants to, you know, die for the flag, wants to play for Italy. But what the fuck? Is that, is that the state of things right now? Are we, are we in such a dire situation that we need to call up João Pedro? I don't know. Throwing him on the Nueder. War number 10 against Turkey the other day, apparently. I don't know. I didn't watch. Did anyone watch that fucking game, the Turkey game? It's the first Azuri match that I don't think I watched in like a decade. I I'm just so done now.
I'm really not into it now, man. But that isn't a shock. Nobody's into it. What am I saying? What am I doing? Where are we even going with this? I had a whole plan of where we were going to take this shit. And we're just we're just a mess out the gate. Welcome to episode number 165 of the Cultural Podcast. 165. Can't even count anymore. Can't speak. Can't talk. Can't think. <sighs> episode 165 of the Cultural Podcast. Sam Adamo coming at you. All right. Well, um, what to do? Do we break all of this shit down? Do we sulk? Do we cry? Do we laugh? Is there anything funny here? Is there any humor at all in the fact that we all thought Giampiero Ventura was a donkey? But four years later, Roberto Mancini fielded like five of the same players in the same crucial World Cup qualifying playoff tie. I mean, there are certainly some things that are funny, weird, like, you know, not laugh out loud funny, but that are a little bit strange, you know, some things that are kind of ironic, perhaps, like the fact that we now have to juxtapose Roberto Mancini basically warranting a contract for life after winning the Euro last year to now doing the one single thing that should get your ass fired, no matter what, as the Azzurri manager, which is you don't qualify for a major tournament that you're in qualification for and yet does anyone really hate Roberto Mancini right now does anyone distrust him does anyone not like him right now I can't say that I'm mad at him I'm mad at the world I'm not really mad at him uh, but it's all it's all good bro because you know what because Iran today didn't let in today's Wednesday the 30th of March 2022 by the way this will be coming out probably like late today, maybe overnight. Many of you will probably only be listening to this on Thursday, the 31st. Look, Iran, man, I don't know. There's hope now. There's hope. Iran apparently are getting kicked out of the World Cup is what they're saying. Now Sport Media said, said it, so must be true. That's Berlusconi's network. They said that apparently Iran are at risk of getting kicked out of the World Cup because it's not the first time this has happened. Apparently, they kicked out a bunch of women from the stadium, I think, for a game in a World Cup qualifier. They they didn't let a bunch of... They didn't let, like, 2,000 women and children into the game that bought tickets. They they hosed them and shit. FIFA's not happy. They're saying that they might give it to the team with the highest coefficient. You know what that is? That's fucking... That's when you're just so fucking desperate. If you believe that story, that's because you're so fucking desperate that your brain has been contorted to believe. That's like when you're in an execution line during fucking World War II. And you know that every fucking one of the people in line before you has gotten shot in the back of the head. But then it gets to you and you think that if you just plead a little bit, maybe they'll, they'll, they'll understand. They'll appeal, you know, you'll appeal to their, to their humanity. They'll... they'll They'll give you the benefit of the doubt. They'll let you live. We're dead, people. It's done, okay? Stop fucking holding out hope. It's over, man. And you know, it's a fucking shame that it won't happen. That Italy get taken to the World Cup as a pity thing, right? As the highest ranked team to have not qualified among all of those still in contention. A theory floated by Media sports. Not even like just a theory floated, by the way. This is a theory. No, this isn't like a report or anything. This is just a theory that a journalist floated. It's a good thing that it happens if it does. Here's why. 
Giorgio Chiellini doesn't retire yet. That's good. He defers his international retirement a little bit further. It's not undignified enough that he's now going to play against Argentina at Wembley in the fucking Intercontinental Super Cup that we're now going to have to face. It would have been cool if we'd qualified for the World Cup. Now it just feels fucking sad because it's a reminder of the fact that we're the European champions who aren't at the World Cup. Uh, is that going to be his last game? When does when does Giorgio Chiellini retire? I, 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 look, look, there's a lot of guys whose international careers, I think, are done, effectively over. I think international careers ended last week. If they didn't, they should have. They should be blocked out by Roberto Mancini now if he stays at the helmet, which it looks like he is. Ciro Immobile is one of those guys, Lorenzo Insigne, who I like, who I've loved for years, unfortunately. It's time to go make your money. It's over. It's not happening anymore. He won his tournament. He's not going to play at another major tournament. Ciro Immobile is 32 years old this year. He won't be at the World Cup this year. He won't be at the Euro in 2024 if we qualify. We got to state that now. We got to you know put a little asterisk. We never know if we're going to qualify for a tournament anymore. Where does Jorginho Frello go from here? You know, two penalties missed in qualification. The reason why we didn't qualify, if we're being honest. Now, yes, we tied Bulgaria. We tied Northern Ireland. That sucks. Sometimes you tie games in qualifying against shit teams. You, that happens over the years. What tends not to happen is that the same player missed two penalties against the same goalkeeper in both the home and away match, right? Where does Marco Verratti go from here? He's 29. Okay. You know, he's a midfielder. We saw Andrea Pirlo play into his mid-30s at an elite level. That's fair. That's true. You know. Does Marco Verratti do that? Does he have one last, you know, go of it? His whole international career is basically the Euro win sandwiched between two failures to qualify for the World Cup. He was at the World Cup in 2014, the last time we were at the World Cup. He was young, barely played. I mean, and then I think he got injured for Euro 2016. I don't know, man. When you win a tournament, that's pretty much the pinnacle. Do we think that this group can go ahead and win another tournament? That's an honest question. It's a serious question. If the answer is no, then maybe a lot of them just hang them up now. Keep their dignity. Try to rebuild. Alessandro Florenzi, Giorgio Chiellini, Giorginio, Marco Verratti, Ciro Immobile, they were all in the match against Sweden five years ago, four or five years ago at San Siro. They all featured in the game against Macedonia in Palermo. A lot of people now think that we need to totally scrap the way that we build footballers and we can criticize and we'll do that we'll talk about that a little bit this pod we'll talk about the game but I think a lot of people now want to criticize how football is done in Italy and they're using the two failures to qualify for the World Cup as proof that we don't know what the fuck we're doing anymore maybe that's true I don't think it is I don't think you win the Euro as a coincidence. I don't think you beat Belgium, Spain, and England, you know, on a one-off. I don't. Yeah, sure, we beat Spain on penalties. Okay. But we were with them the whole game. We could have won 1-0, you know, if we hadn't given up a goal late on in the match. And we were a much better team against England. It's a team that can do well. You know, 
Is Leonardo Spinazzola the only reason why we had any success? Well, you could say that, but we won two games without him. He is the engine that allowed that team to play the way they did going into the tournament, but they won without him. They did. So, what's the issue? What's the issue, right? On paper, it's a good side. On paper, it's a good pool to pick from. Maybe there's just a fucking complex there. Do you really not think that there might have been some trauma from four years ago? Nobody expected us to have to go to a playoff. It kind of happened out of nowhere. We were going into an international break in November thinking, okay, like all we got to do is win a couple games and we're in. Our fate is in our hands. Our destiny is in our hands. Then all of a sudden we fucked up and we were right back where we were four years ago. And then you might think that some of the trauma came back. And I know people use that word all the fucking time now, trauma. You know, I'm suffering. I experienced trauma. Okay, I know you did. But what does it really mean, trauma? A traumatic event is something that causes like an acute, an acute spike in pain, discomfort, emotional distress. Do you not think that the boys that were involved in that game four years ago may not have had some of that. Sure, you think maybe it was all exercised in 2021 last year when we won the Euro. That's what you would have thought. But throw them right back into the same situation and all of a sudden it comes back to them, man. The game goes on. They have urgency. They're trying to go for it, but they can't fucking finish. They can't score. They're putting shots on goal or they're trying to put shots toward the goal. Nothing's working. All of a sudden starts to sink in. Holy shit, this is going to extra time. Well, we need to pull through here. But again, you're a little bit nervous. You're not quite swinging your dick when you're afraid, are you? And of course they were afraid. Why the fuck would they not be? The prospect of it happening again, the prospect of it being an even worse failure than the last time, because nobody expected Italy to finish that group in first place last time, four years ago, when they had Spain in their group. People expected a playoff. They should have beat Sweden nonetheless, over two legs. But nobody expected us to not qualify now. We're the Euro champions. We had an easy, winnable group. Macedonia sucks. How about that? They fucking aren't a good team. I mean, if you fucking watched that game and thought they were a good team, you're sorely mistaken, my friend. Domenico Berardi, you know. There's that, that image is going to live on, right? Does he ever play for the Italian national team again? I seriously think that there are some players whose careers might just have to end right now for gli azzurri. You know? By the way, Joao Pedro is one of them. Let's not fuck around, okay? Let's, dude, Joao Pedro's whole international career, bro, is going to have been that fucking... <laughs> the guy got cap-tied. Played 10 minutes against fucking Macedonia and Palermo in a World Cup qualifying playoff game, and he lost it. That's it. That is his cup of coffee in international football. Can you imagine like, how fucking nuts that is? But there are a lot of guys, bro, who I think are probably done now. Um, or at least who are flirting with it. Now, the issue becomes who comes next, right? The issue is that we seem not to be developing a lot of young talent anymore. That's what, that's what you'd hear people say. You'll also hear people say that there aren't enough Italians in Serie A. Okay, maybe. Now... In the qualification campaign, or I think in might have been in the entirety of Roberto Mancini's tenure up until recently, I believe that he called up 83 players. 83 players. That's a lot of Italian footballers, man. I could be getting that stat wrong. 
but that's what I believe it was. Now, a lot of them are younger, and yeah, he was doing it in camps and shit to get a look at them, but 83 players, 83 fucking players, he had a look at at some point and was willing to give a chance to play for the Italian national team. You guys aware that apparently 30% of Serie A is Italian? That's not a lot of fucking players. That's not a lot of fucking players compared to other major leagues. It's, it's not. Okay, there are more French players in France, there are more Spanish players in Spain, and there are more German players in Germany. What's the issue? Well, you'll hear a lot of people say that the young players here are well-developed, but once they hit 18, they hit a wall. Why is that? Well, because they get sent down to City of Chi or because they get loaned out to, you know, shit sides they barely play and, and, and they aren't given any, you know, real real opportunity. You'll have people say as a result that the change needs to come from, you know, an institutional level where rules are changed in order to allow young players to come through by forcing quotas on teams. Clubs won't like that because clubs want to be competitive and they'll say that they need to field the best teams possible and they don't want to risk it on young guys. Okay, maybe that works, but, but Jesus Christ, dude, like, listen, I'm open to all this shit, but are we really just going to discount the fact that a lot of the same players from four years ago took place in this game in Palermo? and probably were having a terrible time of it. I bet you they were more nervous in that game against Macedonia during the match than they were against England in the Euro final because at that point you're just playing the game. You're, you know, you have nothing to lose, okay? It's a final. That's fun. When everything is on the line in a game like the Macedonia game where there's not a whole lot to gain but everything to lose and you have the fact that you fucked up in the past, maybe that's not a very fucking healthy dynamic, is it? I don't think so, bro. I'm convinced of it. Now again, what could Roberto Mancini have done differently? He called up the players that were available to him. Okay, some people are not happy that he kept, you know, the exact same group from the Euro together. That's fair, but they are a winning group. Is he not nuts to think that they give him the best chance to win since they won everything for him eight months ago? Yeah, Ciro Immobile doesn't fucking do very well for the Italian national team, okay? Ciro Immobile does not score as many goals for the Italian national team as he does for Lazio. That's a fact. We all know that, okay? It's upsetting. It's very upsetting. Is it really the time to start mixing it up? That's a risk. If it doesn't come off, you know, what do you do? Listen, he died on the hill. I think he's willing to resign, by the way. I heard Fabio Caressa, the Sky announcer, who you guys all know from the 2006 World Cup and more recently from the Euro, but in the 2006 World Cup, his calls went, you know, his calls went, went went viral, I guess, at the time, as viral as you could have gone in 2006. Um, you know, I mean, his <laughs> the fucking play-by-play calls on that tournament in Italian on Sky are historical artifacts, right? Gol di grosso, gol di grosso, that guy, Fabio Caressa. He had an interesting point. He was saying that if he were Mancini, he would resign. But he also said he doesn't think Roberto Mancini will resign, even though he wants to. Now, why is that? I think they don't want him to leave. I think the players probably don't want to play for anyone else. But more importantly, I think there's an acknowledgement that there isn't a better candidate out there right now. It's not like there's a, it's not like there's this need for 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 a a crazy shakeup right now. It's just there was a failure. Uh, from a footballing standpoint, it was just a, it was just a complete failure. Now, is it because the personnel wasn't good? Is it because the 
the plan wasn't good? Is it because they just didn't execute? I don't know, but it was a fucking failure. And now where do we, what are we going to do? We going to fucking get rid of the guy who's taken us out of the fucking ashes in the past? I don't know what the answer to the fucking question is, man. But but it's not so simple as to just fucking tell the guy to get lost. I think he would like to go down with the ship. I think he's a man of honor. I think he's not being allowed to do it. And I think he's being told, listen, man, you still have our faith. Think about it at least. Maybe this will all, you know, age really poorly. Maybe he'll be gone by the fucking next time I pod in a week. I don't know. But Jesus Christ, man. It's a very complicated state of affairs when the guy that was at the helm now for the worst loss in Italian football history, and this is the worst loss in Italian football history. Don't get it twisted, okay? Don't talk about North Korea in the 60s. That was in a World Cup. Don't talk about Sweden four years ago. This was worse because we won the Euro and we thought we had turned a corner. And we have Mancini as the coach who had the players' trust. So this is, without a doubt, the worst loss in Italian football history. He's at the helm. Should he go down with the ship? I mean, is, 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 is it reasonable to expect him to stick around? Maybe he personally has a lot of demons to deal with. Now, maybe he's as traumatized as the players are and he doesn't know what he wants his legacy to be because right now his legacy is the biggest paradox in football history perhaps and I don't think he's going to want to go out like that he's not a coward but the road is long now man and it does not look promising it really fucking doesn't by the way by the way the world cup expands to 48 teams in 2026 heard people saying that you know Italy would have to fucking pay FIFA to to keep them out of the competition. And you know, people are implying that it's that much of a lock. Sure. Maybe. Hypothetically. Does that make it better? Fuck no. It's still 12 years without a World Cup. Bro, the last goal that was scored in the World Cup by an Italian player was Mario Balotelli in 2014. Can we just... You know what? Honestly, let's just never fucking make a World Cup again, bro. Let's do it, bro. Let's just stay on the sideline forever. We'll win Euros once in a while. We don't do World Cups no more, bro. The last, how unreal would it be if the last guy to fucking score a goal for Italy was Mario Balotelli, a black guy, just to piss off, just to piss off the fucking Lega, you know what I mean? Just to piss off the fucking Italian patriots that believe that, uh, you know, whatever, I don't know, fucking New Roman Empire type people, th- those folks, they're a lot of fun, right? Just to <laughs> just, just provoke them a little bit. Last goal, Mario Balotelli. They don't even acknowledge that he's Italian. Tell them about last goal for Italy in a World Cup. Oh <laughs> uh, man, bro. Honestly, I think it's a little bit fucked up that they would do that, man, to Gianluca Vialli. I think it's a little bit fucked up that Gianni Infantino. By the way, s- since coming into fucking his job as president of FIFA in 2016, Italy hasn't qualified for two World Cups. We got an Italian at the head of FIFA. We can't even fucking qualify. We can't even do what we do best and rig shit. We can't even fucking rig a qualification campaign. This is what fucking Gianni Infantino does to Gianluca Vialli. He lets a fucking man with cancer die without fucking seeing another World Cup. He hasn't died. Let's touch wood. Okay. 
You got to feel bad for Gianluca Vialli. Probably more than anyone. He's the nicest guy ever. Dude, I think it's a little fucked up to keep that guy out of the World Cup, wouldn't you say? I think it's a little bit fucked up. The world's not fair, man. That can't happen. The world's bad enough as is. We can't let fucking guys with cancer not take part in World Cups. We can't have that. No. No good. Johnny Infantino's got to do something about that, man. It's unacceptable. All right? What, are you just going to fucking let a guy with cancer rot and not go to a World Cup? Is that what we're doing here? We're keeping a guy... That's how fucked up this all is, man. We're keeping a guy with cancer from the World Cup. That's what's going on here. That's the shit that we should be fucking talking about. Not the fact that apparently we left the dressing room in complete disarray in Palermo. They found cigarette butts in the changing room, bottles everywhere. Leonardo Bonucci had to come out and apologize for it and make a comment saying, yes, sorry about that. We'll be careful in future matches. But what future matches? What future matches? Is he still going to be there in future matches? Under my leadership in future matches, none of that shit will happen. Jesus Christ, what the fuck is going on, man? How few do, How bad is Matteo Lovato? Leonardo Bonucci's good. When you're 35 years old and you're an Italian fucking defender and you haven't gone to two last World Cups, bro, and you won the Euro, you retire. You hang it up. It's just what you do. Francesco Totti did it right. I was mad in 2006 when Francesco Totti retired at 30. He did it right. He never saw any of the shit. He never saw any of the shit. There were rumors that they might call him up for the 2014 World Cup or the 2016 Euro, I think. He was fucking scoring for fun at Roma that year, remember? And he could have done that. He could have come out of retirement if he wanted. But you know what? In the end, it's probably better that, it's better that he didn't, bro. It's better that he just went out with the World Cup and bashed. That's it. You know what I'm saying? But you officially retire, and then if shit gets good, then you make yourself available later. Marco Verratti should retire now. And then at 34, if things are looking good, he could make himself available for selection again. I know what you're saying. You know, you got to be with it in the good and the bad. Dude, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck that. He won everything. Let him retire. Let him enjoy retirement if he wants to come back and make himself available again. Fuck it, bro. Who cares? Who fucking cares? We should be kicking guys out and just ushering new guys in right now. But again, you can't do that when you're desperate. You want to win a game and you want to rely on guys you could trust, right? You don't know who you could rely on and there's a big fucking game to play. Like this, big magnitude. The problem is, the guys you could trust happen to have been around for an entire cycle where there was this rebuild from the shit and they feel like they're right back in the same point they were in a few years ago. Uh, it's just complete chaos, man. But, oh uh, yeah, cigarette butts in the room. I mean, that's, that's, that's a good one. You know, Leonardo Bonucci actually came out and said, um, yeah, sorry, but like, not sorry because that wasn't really us. It's not an accurate representation of what the state of the room. It's like, what, what fucking planet are we on? How are we even discussing this? How is he being allowed to discuss this publicly? How is he being allowed to speak? How is anyone being allowed to speak? How is it that the Fijichi fucking Instagram account is still posting about the turkey game? They should change their profile picture to black like they're in mourning. Okay. They shouldn't post anything. No stories. Nothing. I don't want to see any of the players liking the shit. They're still posting stories in training, liking, you know, fucking posts of their teammates. I want to see nothing. I do. Four years ago, they were more mad. They were more depressed. It was more of a big deal. It wasn't as bad a loss. It felt like it was the worst thing ever. This is the worst loss ever because we've actually 
in our history because we've actually kind of accepted it, I think, a little bit lying down. And we've kind of taken on this culture now over the past four years where it's just, I think it's happened subconsciously, but I think we've now sort of adopted this culture where like we're not necessarily guaranteed to go to a World Cup. Yeah, sure, I think we might take it for granted and expect to go, but I think the players seem to have kind of just moved on already. Like after a week, you know, I'm sure they're still upset about it like I am, but it doesn't seem like they're torn up about it, like they're fucking borderline suicidal. That's what I want. I want them to not be able to be fucking talked into doing anything, to going out with their wives right now. I want them to not give a shit about the fact they have kids. Their wives are getting mad now saying, okay, it's enough. It's only a game, whatever. It sucks. These are you. You have children. And I want them to say, ah, what's the point? That's what I fucking want. I want them to have the fucking two-week period in which they want to do nothing. They can't get an erection. They can't even get it up. They're fucking depressed and suicidal about everything, man. They want to kill themselves. They don't do it, but they question everything, and they question what the point is. That's what I want. Oh! Uh, <clears throat> but look, man, bro, there's no guarantee that we're playing at a World Cup in 2026. Let's just say that, okay? Not because I don't think we'll qualify. We're not even going to fucking get into that debate right now, okay? Dude, if World War III breaks out or there's some kind of escalated military conflict that postpones the World Cup this year, what do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen, bro? What do you think is going to happen? Do you think they're just going to fucking write the whole thing off? No, bro, teams that are qualified are probably going to wind up going in next. We have to wait even longer. It's going to be longer than 12 years, bro. Don't discount that. There's no hope right now. There is, honestly, there's no fucking silver lining here. There's no light at the end of this tunnel. It's misery. It's sad. And it fucking sucks because everything that we felt last summer, everything that you guys all felt with your fellow WAPs, your family that maybe don't follow Italian football as much as you do if you're listening to this podcast, even well, I don't know. You know, maybe you're just listening today because you're trying to make sense of what happened last week, and you're Italian and you're you're pissed off like the rest of us. Or maybe you're just like you know the fucking around on the pod, right? It's not all Italian football now, but let's assume that you're an Italian football fan if you're listening to this fucking podcast. Okay, you know what it's like, right? You're one of the people that knows a little bit more than your family, your aunt. The World Cup comes around, and she'll watch. She'll ask questions to you. You'll answer her. Yeah, that can get a bit annoying, but bro, it's nice. It's nice when we win the Euro. She's happy. You know, she comes over, your cousins come over, some of them watch, some of them don't, whatever. You go out, I don't know, to the Italian neighborhood, wherever the fuck you guys are in the world, right, wherever you guys live. There's a bunch of other people like you, a bunch of other people that are happy, a bunch of people you know are there, you're running into your family, your friends, that's great. You know, Italians in Italy, same thing, right? Most of the people that listen aren't in Italy. English pod, right? It is what it is. But, bro, I mean, Italy's a great fucking place to be when Italy's playing in a Euro or a World Cup. It is because there's this, like, social aspect of it that you get that is infectious. We lost that, and it sucks because the feeling that we got on July 11th, 2021 uh, is infectious. It's it's It's... it's not once in a lifetime, if you're Italian, because we have a good fucking football program generally, right? We do tend to win things or at least be competitive. But for some people, it is once in a lifetime. You know, those sort of highs that we're chasing, I mean, that's what life's about, man. Sometimes life sucks. Sometimes life is shit. Sometimes people die and it hurts. We got to deal with it. And other times, life's beautiful. Things happen, makes us, you know, they make us happy, make us celebrate, whatever. And eventually we die. 
And all that we have, right, all that we fucking have to look back on are the things we felt and the people we were with and the things we accomplished and, you know. One of the key things there is the things we felt. Love, joy, agony, despair, doesn't matter. The strong emotions that we felt, that's the, those are some of the, sh you know, that's, that's some of the shit that we remember. Those are some of the things that stand out in our mind. Last week, some fucking kid in Skopje, Macedonia probably was feeling over the moon and it was the best night of his life because his you know, little country beat Italy and they're over the moon and they felt the same way that we did on July 11, 2021. And maybe that's good. You know, Maybe it's good that they got to have a little party, but it fucking sucks because I want it to be us. That's the reality of it, man. So I'm not going to sit here and say that this is, you know, that this is okay. It's only just sport. Listen. I haven't had the best week, all right, just in, just on a, in my personal life and shit, whatever. Put it into perspective a little bit, you know, I guess it is just football. But I could still sit here and talk about it in isolation and say it wasn't great. <laughs> it still doesn't feel great, you know what I mean? I'm still sad about it. I'm still very bummed about the fact that we, you the listeners, me, but all of our, you know, all of our people, aren't going to get to feel something strong for a very, very long time. And the fact that there's no clear resolution makes it all the more troubling. Four years ago, we thought that we weren't playing the right players. Some guys had to go, changing of the guard, usher in some new guys. I guess we were right because we won a Euro with a lot of those same guys. But again, I think some of the trauma runs too deep now and it was too much to overcome and we got fucked. And this is where we are now. There's nothing more to say, bro. You know? But it's, it's kind of become a bit of a habit. You hope it doesn't going forward. What's really upsetting is that there's going to be an entire generation of kids that won't get to see Italy in a World Cup. That's not good. You might lose a generation of fans. You might, gen you might lose a generation of kids that are into football. It's one of the things that gets you really into football, man, is watching the Azzurri play when you're Italian. I'm talking in Italy here, right? football will always be number one, okay? I think it's going to be hard to, you know, it's going to be hard to get people off of it, but I don't know, man. I, I don't fucking know. You see that sometimes a country qualifies for a World Cup and it gives people a boost and it gives the sport a bit of a boost in that respective country. What happens if you miss too many World Cups? Now, look, I, I get it, okay? We won a Euro. There was some kind of, you know, buzz that was created, Maybe people got attached to that team, you know, but fuck, it feels a little stupid to play Gloria now, doesn't it? Or to play Macquala, what the fuck? We're never going to be able to sing that again, bro. I mean, it's kind of ruined, you know, because it's this brilliant thing that happened between, it's a shit sandwich, right? It's that brilliant thing that happened between two fucking slabs of shit you know, two failures to qualify for a World Cup. And it all just feels fucking ironic. It makes it feel more painful. You know, I'm not mad at Roberto Mancini for dying on his hill. Okay, I am not mad at Roberto Mancini for dying on the hill. How can I be? Everything he's done has worked out and the players who he went with for the past three years, I've pretty much always given him exactly what he needed. 
They've always stepped up. I'll repeat it. The trauma was too great. That's it. Okay, there was too much fucking pressure. Yeah, sure, you want them to be able to deal with pressure, but dog, half the fucking team on the pitch was involved in Milan at San Siro a few years ago. I think that's why we fucked up. I really do. When it didn't happen early, when we didn't get the goal early that we needed, when Domenico Berardi missed that chance in the open goal when their goalkeeper made him, you know, fucking put it right on his boot. He could have taken a touch and just ripped it. Which he'll get in training. He'll hit in training all the fucking time, right? 10 times out of 10. When that didn't go in, you, you know, maybe you start to wonder, what the fuck? When is it coming, right? We keep missing our chances. We keep, we keep failing to, we keep failing to, you know, put shots on goal. Jesus Christ, what's going on? Ah, you start to freak out a little bit. That's what happened. Okay, it's random. Football is randomness. I don't want to say we shouldn't overthink it, but I really think it's just as simple as we didn't take our chances early enough. There was urgency, man. There was urgency, okay? There was not in the Sweden match four years ago in Stockholm, that first game. There was urgency today, or today, last week, I should say. But when it didn't come off exactly how we had planned it, I think they started to hit the panic button a little bit. It's a fucking tragedy, man. It is in the footballing sense. There's more important things in the world than football. But football is still an important thing. And feeling good is still an important thing. And connection to your your people is an important thing. And we lost that. Dude, I love how fucking many people are now telling me, oh, well, bro, at least Canada's going to make it. At least Canada made it. They made it. Congrats. That's cool. You know, it's hard for me to give a shit, bro. Not going to lie to you. How the fuck can I, you know? didn't grow up with them. I have no I have no sentimental attachment to them. It doesn't feel like they're my people. They're people that I, I mean I guess share a passport with me, but I mean culturally it's a little bit different. Dude, how fucking nuts is it that Brian Cristante could have played for Canada and he chose Italy over Canada and now Canada's going to a World Cup and Brian Cristante Brian Cristante is never gonna play in a fucking World Cup. Maybe <laughs> again. Yeah you can always come back and say, well he won a Euro. That's true. He did. This, this, boys, this kind of all gets negated by the fact that we won the Euro. That's the thing. None of you would have traded the Euro win for qualifying for the World Cup, right? I mean, if given the binary decision, you all take the win. You take the trophy, that's it. You have your fun. You have the party. You say, well, you know what? We're probably not going to win the next World Cup anyway. That's true. If we'd qualified, we probably wouldn't have made it. But you know what? I'd rather have the pain in two years when we lose in the quarterfinal or some shit. If you're there, you have a chance. That's the thing. When Italy's in a tournament, they always have a chance, bro. You know what I mean? There's Teams are intimidated by us. And again, there's a certain level of quality there. Football quality, a certain level of tactical intelligence that's there. When, when an Italian team is there, when the Italian national team is fucking in any major tournament, they always tend to be competitive for that reason. Except it seems in anything that has World Cup slapped on it, right? In recent, recent World Cups, in World Cup qualifying, whatever the fuck it is, we don't do well in World Cups anymore, it seems. I mean, what a roller coaster the last decade's been, bro. You know? Made the Euro final. We could have won two Euros out of three. You know? We got killed by Spain in 2012. There was no chance we won that one, I guess. But we, you know, it's still a good fucking tournament, right? On the back of a terrible World Cup, followed by another terrible World Cup. But then there was that era under Antonio Conte where he basically said, you know what? The fucking guys coming through are shit right now. So I'm just going to play pragmatically. And he did something with the team. 
Then we fucking failed to qualify for a World Cup again. And then it all got turned around and we won a Euro. What the fuck? Up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. Na giostra. But you know, like maybe this is just an indication of the fact that the work isn't done. And maybe it's an indication of the fact that we need to make a lot more changes than we had otherwise acknowledged. But bro, like, you know what? It's great to not concede goals, but at the end of the day, if you don't have players that could, you know, that could beat a man and score, you're fucked. And that's what we lacked last week. That's what we've lacked for a while, to be fair. We won the Euro without any such player, really. Lorenzo Insigne was capable of it. Now and again, he did it against Belgium. That was great, you know. You know, Leonardo Spinazzola can beat a man. It's just it's just tough, man. It's really tough when you don't have Federico Chiesa, too. I mean, he was a band-aid on that team. He, he provided a ton of fucking energy. And it's troubling because where do we go next? Who do we turn to? You wonder if we need to see more Italians in Serie A because, again, the pipeline's good. We just, for some reason, failed to bring them to fruition, the last level. It just never quite happens. And you don't see that with Portuguese players or with French players or with even English players. So that's got to be a point to build off of. We need to build a stronger pipeline. But, dude, I'm not here to fucking give you the solution. I'm here to tell you how I feel and, you know, kind of hopefully try to, you know, drill home in a couple points that you guys feel likewise, right? Do we owe Giampiero Ventura an apology? Honest to God. I heard some people say this, bro. Honestly, I here's why I think not. The answer is no to me. But here's why. Because with the very similar team that was at his disposal, we went ahead and won the Euro. And with a very similar team that was at his disposal before he had come in, we were competitive in a Euro. We were, you know, a few penalties away from beating Germany. Would have gone to a Euro semifinal in 2016. Giampiero Ventura didn't do well with the players he had. Anyone saying that we owe him an apology is nuts, okay? He's still the fucking devil. I almost think we need to fucking hate him more because the way that he fucked us up so bad mentally now, psychologically, I, I think is going to have deep-seated effects players that play for the Italian national team in World Cup qualifying, especially and particularly for years to come, maybe another decade. But maybe even for decades. Because we have long memories, bro. We don't forget this shit. These are two of the heaviest losses that we've ever fucking had four years apart. Sandwiching a Euro win. That is the type of folklore that lives on forever that you tell your grandkids about for all the wrong reasons, you know. You know, we got robbed of moments. We got robbed of very happy moments that we could have been having this December. And there's nothing we could fucking do about it now. And that's what's most upsetting. You know, it makes so little sense because all the right things were done on paper. All things were done with good intentions. And we still wound up in the same fucking spot. But we have another trophy to show for it. So fuck me, I guess. I guess just take it, be happy. And shut up, right? But, you know, am I a criminal for wanting it all? Or for wanting a chance or wanting to believe, bro? 
Dude, I sound like such a fucking pussy, man. It's listen. That's what I. That's what I have to. That's what I have to say. That's where my mind's at, man. It's where my fucking mind's at. I don't know where we go from here. But dude, at least we have a fucking game to look forward to against Argentina, bro, in the month of June. Dude, how fucking stupid does that game feel now? I can't believe we played Turkey yesterday. I can't believe it. I cannot believe that they didn't just bail on it. It's it, it, like the, the the past five days have been so fucking embarrassing, bro. <laughs> oh my god. <clears throat> There's this story that people bring up once in a while. I heard it before. I saw it on Twitter the other day. I don't remember where, but I saw it on Twitter the other day. It's a story I heard of before. Okay. Apparently, Roberto Baggio, like 10, 12 years ago, after Italy began struggling, I guess, when this past, you know, when this past decade began, right? This weird decade that we just had, right? That we're coming out of, that we thought we were done with, right? After the Euro win. Roberto Baggio, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, was apparently commissioned to, by the Fiji chief, was commissioned to diagnose some of the issues plaguing Italian football from a developmental standpoint. Apparently, the guy wrote a 900-page paper talking about the issues with technical development and youth development. <laughs> and the legend goes that nobody read it, and he resigned from his position. And that's kind of like a metaphor for the entire state of things as they are right now. Because one thing everyone says is we don't have any more, you know, Francesco Totti's or Alessandro Del Piero's or Roberto Baggio's. And that's true, I guess. So what? So because we don't have any fantasiste anymore, we're fucked? Maybe. Honestly, it could very well be that. Because we seem to develop good midfielders. Our defenders seem to be competent, relatively. You know, Donnarumma gets a lot of shit, but... We seem to produce good goalkeepers. We still do. Competitive goalkeepers who play at elite levels, who start for their clubs in the first division throughout Europe, right? And I don't know. The one thing, I guess, are forwards. It's the one thing that we've kind of lacked, and it's the it's the hardest thing to produce, right, in world football. But I don't know. Roberto Baggio, 900-page paper, bro. Hey, here's the problem. Here's the problem, bro. Roberto Baggio didn't do that right. Nobody wants to read a 900-page report, bro, okay? All right? Nobody fucking wants to read a 900-page report. What you should do is you should fucking scream, Ci sono troppi stranieri. All right? Tutti fuori. Fate il posto per gli italiani. That gets their attention, bro. Just scream into the abyss. Just say, we have three Brazilians playing for the Italian national team. What is this? You know, that's the type of shit that people say and expect it's going to solve anything. Like, I'm not even that familiar with how talent is developed in Italy. Is it that bad? Again, uh, there just aren't enough Italian players that are getting chances. But they exist, man. The Atalanta, the Sassuolo, the Juve, the Inter, the, the academies, they, they tend to produce fucking players that can go on to play elite football, man. You tend to see it. You, you do. It's just there seems to be an issue in taking the last step. Not a ton of players do, it seems. Some people are also claiming that there's an issue of just overcharging for young talent, right? Like uh, Urbino, the president of Torino a couple of years ago, 
was asking for like 70 million for Andrea Belotti. Looks pretty stupid in retrospect. But at the time, he'd had a good season and he was just trying to, you know, get the most for his player as possible. Maybe the best thing to do is to just let the fucking players go, right? Like when Federico Chiesa signed for Juve last year for like 40 million euro, maybe that was good. Maybe that was the way that it should be. Maybe, you know, maybe we need to have a bit more of an understanding of the fact that we need to let players try to take a jump, make a jump, right? The problem is clubs need to act in their own best interest and, and there's a real there's a real issue there. So maybe the only solution is regulation, bro. Make no mistake, bro. Italian football clubs, Italian football club owners are dinosaurs, bro. They are fucking dinosaurs. They will do whatever the fuck they have to do to advance their own small-minded, short-term self-interest before anything else. They don't give a shit about the big picture. You need to incentivize people to or you need to force people to. We're not talking about the fucking free market here. We're not talking about the fucking Dow Jones. We're not talking about liberalizing the, uh, you know, about liberalizing world trade, okay? We're talking about a specific ecosystem here, which is football. The Italian Football Association, if they want, can just set out a couple of goals. They could say that, above all, they want Italians to play for Italian clubs because ultimately what they really want is the Italian national team to be the best team in the world. You could look at them and say, okay, they have the resources, they have the infrastructure, the clubs exist, they produce talent well, there's interest in football, boys play, right? Tactically, we seem to develop, you know, good ideas, good coaches. It's time to start developing technical players above all else. Let's try to incentivize teams to do so with a few rules, you know, and uh, not, not, even, not even necessarily incentivize them, bro. You could fucking force teams to follow certain rules that make it so that Italian players under a certain age maybe need to play. Maybe that, you know, I, again, I, is that the solution? I don't fucking know. But they're a business, okay? The Italian FA is a business. Don't get it twisted. That organization is a business and their product that they're trying to sell is Italian football. So they can go about setting rules and policies that they want their subsidiaries to follow. It's not that crazy. I, I just don't know if that's going to solve everything necessarily because I don't know that we're that... I don't think we're fucking up that bad. I don't think we're that bad. I really don't. We wouldn't have won the Euro if we couldn't have, you know, if we couldn't produce any fucking talent. You understand? We're still one of the best teams in Europe. We fucked up because we lost a couple of stupid games and missed a couple of penalties. That's it, right? That is really it. Leonardo Bonucci came out and got some shit the other day because he said that it's a joke that the qualifying process is what it is because we lost you know what two games and we're out or we lost one game and all the qualifying and we're out and then you have teams in South America that can lose five and still qualify that's true he's not wrong he then said there's no excuse blah, 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 blah. but he said that the you know the, the whole process is stupid maybe he's right but dude it's fucking ruthless in Europe man it's really competitive there's a lot of really good teams what else are you gonna do how well like what's a better way of doing it man you know you still have to beat the likes of Bulgaria and Northern Ireland bro it's just a, a random, I'm telling you guys, it's just a random thing. It just happened to happen this way. We had shit luck, and it fucking sucks. That's it. We could try to solve some deep-seated issues that have existed for a while, but I don't know that this is necessarily the culmination of it all. I think this is just a, a Euro hangover that, that, that we let fester for too long, and... You know, should the European champion qualify automatically for the World Cup? I'm just saying, I don't know. It's an option. I wouldn't hate it. 
makes sense. But, you know, qualifying is the way it is. We knew it going into it, and we fucked up badly. And, dude, I don't know about you guys, but I didn't fucking think anything about the Macedonia game. And, frankly, I think that we didn't think anything of it going into it either until it was happening. And then it was, oh, shit, this is a real, you know, this is a real banana skin. Like, bro, late in the game, I fucking lit a cigarette in my house. <clears throat> you know, it only hit me then. I was chill before that, bro. All the fucking missed chances. I was like, God, we're dominating, bro. We're buzzing. We have urgency. It's going to come. Then when Domenico Berardi missed that chance, I was like, uh, you know the one, right? The one. That one. I was like, fuck, you know what? Maybe this is, uh, this has bad, this has danger written all over it. I told myself I would lean into the comedy of it. Instead, this was just a 45-minute depressed talk about things that I don't really know the answer to. So I guess I'm sorry. Maybe this is what you needed. We'll be back to the regularly scheduled programming next week. You know, dick jokes, porn stars, you know, stories about porn stars. I got one lined up for next week. I don't know if we'll get to it, but. My mind is already back in the right place. You know, we're we're getting back to the regular business next week. Because again, listen, we'll probably periodically follow in and check in on this shit. Because it's, it's, it's a catastrophe. But what are we going to change right now? As news comes in, we'll, 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 we'll adjust, you know. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. But man, it's, it feels really hard to be getting up for anything right now. How are we going to get up for the Nations League? You know what I mean? How am I supposed to get up for the Nations League, bro, when I know that the World Cup is going to be like... If I can play without us this year. How am I supposed to get up for this stupid game in England against Argentina in June? How am I supposed to get up for that shit? It all feels pointless now. It all feels stupid. But at least it won't be more stupid than a fucking friendly against Turkey, bro. Holy shit. Giacomo Raspadori apparently scored two goals in that game. Again, I don't know. I didn't fucking watch. I, I, I did not watch. Couldn't be bothered to. It felt like too much of a fucking joke. People are mad that he didn't start. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty. That's it. That's all you could say. Everyone was saying, don't play Chiro Immobile. Yeah, sure, I get it, bro. We didn't lose just because of Chiro Immobile, right? Like, uh, maybe we did, you know? I don't know. Marco Verratti gave him an... Domenico Berardi, a lot of opportunities to finish, and they couldn't. That's what they're supposed to do. But but we've been saying for like five, six, seven years now that we haven't had a bona fide modern forward. So I think the ultimate tragedy of Mario Balotelli never panning out isn't just that he wasted his own talent, I guess, you know, compared to what he could have been as a footballer. But I think it's that we all lost out a lot without him, man. I'm not saying we should have had him in this game. I would have called him up instead of Joao Pedro. 100%. I think he's got more ice in his balls than any other Italian player in the attacking area. But he is still a wild card. I get why we didn't call him up. Fuck it, whatever. Whatever, bro, right? But man, that should have panned out more. That really should have panned out more. And, you know, uh, 
the tragedy of that lives on, I think, in ways that we never expected it to. And we'll look back and say, yeah, he was wild. But he was good, man. When he was on, he was good. And now here we are. He's the last guy to score a goal in a World Cup for us. I mean, what the fuck? Haven't played a World Cup knockout game since 2006. It'll be 20 years before we're going for it again, if again we qualify. There's going to be a lot of pressure next qualification campaign now for the World Cup from the first game. That's dangerous too. I wonder where we go from here, bro. I don't fucking know where we go from here. But I think we shouldn't forget the most important question here, and that's... Guys, do we think João Pedro can come back from this, bro? What do we say? What do we think? What do we think? Does he uh, bounce back from this, bro? I don't know. Dude, I'm trying here. Maybe I'll be able to laugh about this one day. I really thought I would be able to make make you guys laugh about it a little bit more. When you get what you want, but not what you need. Tune into the podcast again next week. It'll be a little more jovial. We'll just fucking pretend this isn't happening. We'll forget about it. We'll move on. We'll joke about other shit. You know, probably. Maybe this will keep coming up for a while. But we'll still be dropping episodes, bro. You know? We'll still be doing our thing. Follow us on all platforms at Calcho Podcast on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok. Hope you guys enjoy the reels and shit like that. Every time you see it, man. Like a reel helps us out. Helps the algorithm out, apparently. I've been told. I don't really understand that shit. But apparently it's good for us. So like the reels. Like our posts anytime we post any shit. And I love you guys. I really do. I love all of you. You know, I'm sorry that you guys are all going through a whole lot of fucking pain like I am right now. Well, uh, you know, we'll live on. We'll live to see another day. We'll pro- Listen, we'll probably qualify for the next World Cup, right? We go again, baby. We get kicked in the nuts and we come back, bro. And, you know, I don't know maybe we'll win the fucking Euro in 2024 again, bro. Who the fuck knows? You know what I'm saying? You know? Maybe we'll just keep winning Euros and never go to a World Cup again, bro. I don't know. We'll see. Okay, listeners, I think that's enough of that shit. It was, uh, it was a bit more of a somber episode this week. But again, you know, hope uh, it resonated with you guys at least in some way. We'll be back with regular programming next week. Until then, we'll catch you soon. Enjoy the outro. Stati bravi. A presto. Ciao.
Lights will guide 